Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Basketball Addicts Podcast, the podcast, the one podcast in the world, whole wide world, billions of people, only one podcast in the world where we answer this question, the question everybody wants to know is, how can I get my side of the finals? You can't get in. How can you pay for my side of the finals when you can't even get in? And we're not even close to the finals yet, but we're getting nope. closer. We're about eh, maybe like six, seven games you know, into the season. We're on mm-hmm. week two. We're looking good. Jason's yeah. been crying lately. If you want to know uh-huh. why, we'll let you know. <laughs> During the season, Darren's also <laughs> been crying lately, and we'll let you know lot, during this podcast as well. A lot of tears. <laughs> Only person to celebrate is me because we bleed wine and gold, baby. <laughs> uh huh. And the Lakers are still two and five, by the way. Damn it. Oh. <laughs> and with get a, down. <laughs> with, with a fluke win from last night, I would just like to say. Fluke? Come on. Oh. Can, we, can, we, can we talk about Matt Ryan, though? Is is that a thing? Can we talk can we about Matt Ryan? Talk about can the we? G-Leaguer? Matt Ryan? Yeah, yeah, sure. Who, who, hit the, who hit the biggest shot of his career? <laughs> it happens. It, these, this is an NBA player. You know wait, what I mean? wait, 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 wait. People have hold moments. On. <laughs> hold on, hold on. I sound like every bandwagoner. He hit the biggest shot of his career. Game six. Are you serious? We've gotten two wins. Game seven. That's like every bandwagoner right now. But no, 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 no. Just being for real though. Like the Sixers. You know, James Harden's out for a month. <sighs> what is this mystery illness? Is that what you said, Darren? Before we started, it's a big time mystery illness. <laughs> Big time. I think, I think, I honestly, Jason is going to need some therapist, like some seriously couch time <laughs> this week with what's going on. Harden, Harden messed up his tenant, obviously doing something at the strip club the night before. And Bede's got some mystery illness, which he no one's even seen him. He's hiding away somewhere. So I don't know. I think, I think, Jason, I, I don't think your 76ers will win the NBA championship this year. I'm just going to put it out there. <laughs> Yeah, the 76ers that I'm not a fan of. Yeah, I'm really so worried about them. Listen, it's okay. It's okay. You don't have to deny it anymore. It's okay to be a Sixers fan. It's a lot of people who like Philadelphia. It's okay. That's why we have that's why we have a platform like this so that we can talk about stuff like this. We're here for you. We're exactly. here. Exactly. Exactly. And for any other 76ers fan out there that is having a hard time right now, we're here for you. Please leave comments. We will help you. Right. We'll, we'll make Jason answer all of the 76ers uh, mail. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, it's okay. We got Sounds you. like a good and, segment. And B yeah. will be back. Oh, and, and if anyone is, <laughs> and to the people who are listening to this, he loves James Harden jerseys. What was your size again, Jason? You said? Uh, large. 
There you go. There you go. Wonderful. <laughs> James Harden jerseys for sure. <laughs> Send them through. Send them a Tobias Harris one. But but on a serious oh. note, they they are in trouble. They are in trouble. They got no Embiid, no Hardy, no Harden. Kyrie's Maxi is gonna have a hard time taking on. I I, I oh man, they're, they're that's rough. Yeah, it's it's. It's uh, as you know, the resident Philadelphia 76er fan, I guess, um, <laughs> <laughs> that apparently I own now. Be proud. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, it's just, it sucks to be a 76er fan because you know you have so much talent, but you know you suck, your coach sucks at his job, and you know that your talent never really shows up to work. Um, and you have a habit of hiring people like Ben Simmons who just can't work. Um, so you Let know, it go. it's Let living it go. on the edge, man. It's tough. It's okay. Right. That was hard for him. It was hard. Yeah. This is coming from a guy who this is coming from a guy who says he doesn't like the seventy sixers. That sounds like a lot of a lot of venting right now that just came out. That's good. Keep it going. I got nothing else. I got, if I go any further, it's just gonna hurt more. Well, I can tell you this. Sure. I, I can tell you this right now that I don't think I, I think they just need to clean house. The process is dead. I will repeat: the process is dead. That's, yeah. that's it for me. I don't even need to go and, and and like it's like putting salt in a wound right now for Jason, like a big big thing of salt into like this little wound. It. it Darren, I mean, I, honestly, I really agree with you, right? The process is dead. I feel like when they got Mark Hill and everybody was like, okay, is the possibility that, they, you know, they mm-hmm. got Ben, they got Joel and B. Oh, we trust the process. We got a team now. And then Mark Hill started shooting with his left hand, even though he's right-handed. And that's when the that's when the downhill spiral started. <laughs> Jason, <laughs> it's, it's okay. <laughs> no, it's not. Jason. We drafted the guy number one overall, and he couldn't bring a fucking shoot. <laughs> all he all he did in college was shoot forty percent from the three point. We're we're five minutes in, and Jason's already having a breakdown. All right, get it together, Jason. All right. Wait, he starts doing. Are we even are, are we even are we even allowed to swear on podcasts? Like this guy just yeah, lost it are. right now. Okay, we are we are. Oh. Okay, yeah, we are a little be, bit. There's gonna be a lot of swearing from Jason. Today. My God, Jason. yes, it will. We, we haven't even talked. We we haven't even talked about like the actual players on the team. He's just letting things go for years. This has been years in. Ben Simmons is not even playing for the 76ers anymore. It, it's okay. Okay. That's where it started. No. That's where it started, though. It started with that. Everybody trusted the process. They were like, oh, he got Mark Hill. And then he started shooting with his left hand, and he's right-handed. And he can't shoot anymore. And then he's, like, trying to find his jumper. He can't find it. It's broken. And then you get Ben Simmons, who just who was hitting fadeaway shots, <coughs> fadeaway mid-range shots in summer league, gets on the actual NBA court, gets real NBA players, and stops shooting. <laughs> he refuses I, to shoot. I, I, I and you know what I the think... worst part is? <laughs> We drafted three centers in four years in the top five of the draft picks. We drafted Jaleel Okafor, who was a post-center from Duke, who couldn't move his fucking feet. And then we drafted Orleans Noel, has no skill. (laughs) (laughs) Shot blocking. And then we do all of that with Joel Embiid on the same fucking team. Did you just hear hear out of all that he said, with all that venting, the word that we should be talking about is we. 
<laughs> See, <laughs> tells you, big fan. See? Yep. <coughs> I agree with you. They they are seriously like they are like they need to like get rid of Embiid, Harden, Rivers. <laughs> they need they need to they need to do something because, uh, like I said before, it's done. Like I, I like you have a month off with Harden <sighs> and Embiid. I don't even know. Last I heard, it was a mysterious illness. So I didn't know that maybe they didn't let him want to, maybe River said, listen, you're not allowed to shoot three pointers no more. And he just said, you know what? I'm not feeling good. I'm not feeling good. <laughs> I'm saying, see, Jason, no. Jason and Spire got the inside scoop. He's like, yeah, that's right. You can't do that. You can't do that. Oh, shit. He's, in, he's I, inventing. <laughs> this, is, this, is this is definitely built up. Okay. So not only Jalil Okafor and Marco Fultz, but that was just the starting. That was the start of the downward spiral that was mm-hmm. the 76ers. And then you have Ben Simmons, who, like I said, in summer league was hitting fadeaway mid range shots in the air. Yeah. And then he, the, he gets on the NBA court with MB, and he's like, "I don't want to shoot the ball anymore." <laughs> what? Well, because. That- Embiid wants to get the ball. Me want three. Me want three. Give me ball. Me want three. That's what he wants. We need to change the subject here because Jason is literally. Oh, I'm not finished. Jason's not going to be able to take the rest. Let me finish. Hold on. And then, and then, wait, 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 wait. Did you get Doc Rivers right? Mm. And you got him there. And you you're, you make it all the way to the playoffs, right? <clears throat> and then you get beat by an Atlanta Hawks team. <laughs> get oh, demolished yeah. by an Atlanta Hawks team. <laughs> and your second best player refuses to take a layup because he can't hit free throws and he doesn't want to get fouled. And well, then I your coach re- online. <laughs> Go ahead. I don't think he refused. I just don't think we know now since he played with the, the Nets that he can't hit layups. So, sorry, you can go, you can go on, but he just can't hit layups. Sorry, Jason, but the guy just can't hit layups. He's an NBA basketball player. Wait. He can't hit layups. Number one. Or jump shot. That too. Then your number one player and your coach both go on TV and say, I don't think we can win with him. Then your star, then your star point guard starts pouting and refuses to play for a year. Oh my gosh! Or how about Embiid? How about Embiid after after the season goes? You know what? If you guys are looking for James Harden from the past, he doesn't play like that no more. What happens? They come back and they're on the same team. I don't know how that works. Someone told me that I'd be cracking them upside the head right after the press conference. Oh my goodness! Hey, let's hey let's talk about let's let's move on and let's talk about the teams that have beaten the Philadelphia Sixers so far. <laughs> Oh my uh, let, I don't know if happening. you guys want to see me drop dead on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, I said the Atlanta Hawks beat him. And you, the crazy part about that is that he called the Atlanta Hawks beat the Sixers. It yep. did. He predicted it. <clears throat> I'm just looking at the record right now, the recent game results. <laughs> and uh, they uh, they lost to Toronto 109-119. to 119. They lost, or they beat them the next night, 112-190. Beat Chicago 114-109. Washington 118-111. Then they lost to Washington 111-121. Fucking wizards. <laughs> you're gonna be selling you're gonna be seeing a lot of these in the future with the uh with the uh, 76ers. Yeah. With James Harden going down with the with the strip club uh ankle sprain. <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, oh my god. Do we even know that Embiid's even in the country? Like did he even is he even he said he's a citizen now? Is he still here or did he leave? No one's seen him, man. 
Oh my goodness. <laughs> he's pulling some Richard Simmons stuff. He's just hiding away. That's what he's doing. <sighs> How is Jason going to make it through this episode? <laughs> I I don't know. I man. say we talk. I say we talk about denial and, and and Porzingis on how he was thirty-two. Big, oh yeah. <laughs> oh man. Let's actually you know what? Let's let's check the box score from the basketball reference on the Wizards oh. game against them. Let's see here. How many points? <laughs> you got to. You got oh, to. Okay, hold on. Oh, Porzingis. Porzingis dropped thirty in that game. He had thirty. I thought he had Bradley. thirty. He had thirty-two the other night, right? Yeah, Bradley Beal had 29, and Kuzma, Dear and I repeat, goodness. Kyle Kuzma had That's 18 crazy. on them. That's crazy. You know what Kyle Kuzma What did we sign PJ Tucker for? What did we sign PJ Tucker for? Well, no, let's, let, let, let's get to PJ Tucker. Let's see how many points PJ Tucker had in that game. Uh-oh. Let's take a look. Oh, gee, the over and under's at five. Oh, he got, he got, <laughs> five, he got five points. Five points. <laughs> Uh, you're, you know, you're in trouble. That's how you do it in Philly. That's how we yeah. do it in Philly. So you just lost James Harden, <sighs> which averages about 24 and up. So now you're gonna have to get Tyrese Maxey, who's <laughs> averaging 32. He he, well, not average. He got 32 against the Wizards. He's not gonna be able to do that every night. There's no way. Yeah. <sighs> I'm just Jason's man. gonna be pulling his hair out like mankind here soon, just ripping it out over the 76. Yeah. Each day is just another day into darkness for me being a 76ers fan. Well, I think we should move on and talk to some, something that's a little bit more brighter. Maybe the Lakers, because yeah. I remember last episode we said that. Would, would the Lakers win uh-huh. a game? And they've gone 2-0 and o since we were our last podcast. Yeah. Let's go. Let's go. Chris, yes, I, whenever I watch Lakers games, I see Jason on the couch with the, with the cheerleading thing going like this. Oh, yeah. Pulling some stuff. Oh, yeah. We're going to get it. <laughs> last, hey, last night's game, sorry last night's game it was overtime the game before that um i don't even know i don't even know who they beat that last game me either basketball yeah. <laughs> i just know we won that's all i know i know i'm happy about it what'd you guys think about I'm... the last game the, uh, last <clears throat> night's game with austin rivers which would be um if you're listening to this podcast what is it? It would be Wednesday night they they played Wednesday night. Yeah, it was it was last night, wasn't it? Wednesday. Yeah. Yeah. Matt Ryan, you know. Austin Reeves. Oh, man, that was a good game. The G I, look, League okay, duo. so I think yeah, it was pretty dynamic duo. I just like um. <laughs> oh, I mean, they, they are they are a, G, a dynamic G League duo. Okay, fine. Okay, but listen. thank you. Yeah, yeah. Listen, 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 listen. I don't know what happened, mm. but Russ has been playing pretty okay. <laughs> I would hope so. He's, He's been... getting paid $47 million to come off the bench. It's pretty expensive. <laughs> no, but I'm saying, like, it feels like, like, yeah, the fit. <clears throat> Damn, I keep choking. The fit doesn't work, right? I get Just that. Just like Russell Westbrook does right now. That's what he's doing, choking. Ooh. <laughs> I no, had he's to get like, it in there. pretty good though. It's, <laughs> it's fine. It, we got. I, look, I dished it out to Jason. I gotta be able to take it. I guess. Okay, it's fine. <laughs> I was but, faking um, it, but cool. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm actually gonna be hurt. This heartfelt right here. Um, <laughs> you know, the the Lakers have been playing a lot better. I think that you know, with the rest coming off the bench, they've been looking a lot better, looking more like a team. I've noticed that. You know, like we've been talking about how it's not a fit with Russ. 
um, and LeBron on the court at the same time because they're two very ball dominant players. Yeah. Um, so I think that having him lead the first unit, <clears throat> this is in all seriousness, actually works for the team. I think that actually he's finally, okay, this is my role. I'm going to stick with this role. I want to make the best of it. And he, they actually do better when he's on the court. When he's on the court, the team is the, is better than they are when he's not on the court. I think he has like a plus 19, plus minus right now. So it's like they're plus 19 when he's on the court and like minus minus five when he's not on the court. Like it's ridiculous. <clears throat> yeah, I, I think the the Lakers, you know, it's yeah, they might have won two games, but the rest of the season is going to suck. Uh, They're never going to be a team that's going to be in the playoffs this year. Like, that's just terrible. I just think it's sad for LeBron because he's just going to get so much wear and tear this year. Because he's going to have to be the best passer on the team. He's going to have to be the best scorer on the team. You know what I mean? AD might be the best rebounder and defender, but like he's going to be the wing defender as well. So, I mean, he's just got a terrible team built around him. And it's sad to see. And hopefully he doesn't overuse himself so where he can come back next year and go maybe to a different team or two years from now and jump out of the Lakers contract. Um, Because late in Kobe's career, he was carrying things, and then he had the Achilles injury, and then he was just never the same after that. Yeah, and um, it's it's yeah. dangerous for a guy his age to be doing that. Well, you can already it's see, like true. Jason, Jason brought up a good point because I just saw in the second quarter of the game against New Orleans that he just looked mm-hmm. fatigued, like he looked wiped, and you don't want to yeah. see that already. So he needs to seriously, like they need to cut back the minutes. And I think with Russell, with Chris was saying that uh, with Russell coming off the bench. I think that'll help him when he can take a break and let Russell come on and do his thing. Maybe give AD that thing yeah. to come back on. I just don't think them all three together is a very. Uh, I don't think they they work together. I think the way they're doing it now, it's it it has to work out, or they're going to have to make some big trades. Yeah. Speaking of trades, right? Did you hear what Miles Turner said? No. Miles Turner was went on a pot went on Woj's podcast and said that if I was the Lakers, I would trade for myself and Buddy Hill, basically telling the world now that he does not want to play for the Pacers. I think I mean uh, I think that's unprofessional. The Pacers are paying him a pretty good like there's paying him for uh, for to play on their team, and then you're just saying, "Hey, listen, I'm going to go to another team." Uh, I don't know. I guess yeah. It would, he would be a good, yeah. I think he would be a good fit with the Lakers, but just oh yeah, you do it on the off season, man. Do the podcast on yeah. the offseason, see what happens. Or when your contract's done. I don't know. Yeah. I, <clears throat> speaking on that, right, I think that it comes – I don't think it has anything technically to do with, like, you know, how someone's smart. I think it's just basically, you know, like, when you come on podcasts, things like that, when those questions are asked, you have to know how to answer those without being blatant and, like, you know what I mean, like, being blunt about it. Because that's basically what yeah. he just came out saying. was like, yeah, if I was Lakers, I would trade for myself. I don't see why not. Which may be mm. how you're feeling, <clears throat> but if you're in the season and you're trying to build a team, even though your team may not be the best right now, but you're trying to do something with the with the, what team you have, you want to build camaraderie. You know what I mean? You want to make those people feel like, okay, I want to be here. We can win. I feel like we can win a certain amount of games. But mm. by separating yourself by saying, okay, I'm ready to leave. I think you should trade for me and Buddy. Then that makes that that kind of messes up the the identity and the camaraderie and like the gelling that was the process that was going on. That kind of messes all that up because now you know like, hey, he don't want to be here. He's off in the corner by himself. He was he was dude with the Lakers. Yeah, I do think though that most NBA players understand that the NBA is a business, right? They understand that most people. <laughs> 
some people do want out of trade. Some people are going to have contract extension talks and they're going to have contract holdouts. And, you know, it's kind of like an unspoken rule in the NBA where you kind of don't talk about each other's bread type of thing. Yeah. Uh, so I don't think it's going to be that huge of a difference, but I do think that Miles Turner and Buddy Heald, I think he's correct. Those two would definitely improve the basketball team. I couldn't agree more with him. Um, and they have a really good backup center over there, Josh Smith, who kind of does similar things, shoots threes, athletic, six foot eleven, lob threat, shot blocks at the rim, so they won't miss a ton if he gets traded. Yeah. I, I, I just think just the way he did it, he could do it on the – or you can just say I'm playing with the Pacers mm-hmm. right now. When my contract's done, that would be a possibility yeah. or something like that rather than just be like, hey, listen. That's what I was I, getting at. I think True. I should just go to the Lakers because yeah. I can tell you just from playing with, like, teams and, like, pro teams and stuff if i was playing for a team and someone put me on their podcast and they said hey why why don't you go play on that team and i said oh yeah i'd like to play with that team right now one my teammates would you're not like it's not your teammates are going to go at you yeah you're making yourself look bad and that organization's been behind you and giving you that nice contract so it's sort of Mm -hmm. it's weird i don't know it's not like it was where you where you where you get signed to a contract these days like for instance like uh durant with the, he signed mm-hmm. a big contract and then on the off season he said, Hey, listen, I wanted to get traded. And then he started doing all that stuff. And then uh, he should just fulfill his contract. <laughs> and then at the end of that, then go to another team. Right. So <clears throat> sorry for the, odd that's topic. a perfect role, but yeah, you, 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 no, 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 that's exactly on topic because that's basically what I was saying there. What I was getting at was just like, you know, if I was his teammate, I would be pretty upset. You know what I mean? You basically just said that you don't want to play with us anymore. Oh, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, you don't want to be on this basketball mm-hmm. team. So, like, now I'm looking at you with the side eye every time. And now, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, <clears throat> if you're one of the better players on the team, I can't help but pass you the ball. But maybe I'll take that shot more times and I'll pass you the ball. You know what I mean? Because I'm just, like, I'm just a little bit just a little bit sore about that. I'm eating some sour grapes because I'm like, that's not right. <clears throat> yeah. But, but let's and now, see what even I- with that, I don't feel – go ahead. Oh, sorry. Let's just see what happens with uh, with this towards the uh, the All Star break and the trade deadline. Let's see if these two will actually maybe ha- see how the Lakers go. Will that happen down the road here? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's what this is a word for that, right? Isn't that like don't you get fined for that because of what? Because Maddie Johnson got fined for that, something like that, similar. Um, to it's tampering. Something is called. tampering. Tampering. Isn't that tampering? What you when you get fined for that? I think uh, it's no. Orders. It's only. Yeah, Orders. it's the organization it's only... has to tamper with the player. The player can oh. do whatever he wants. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. LeBron James <clears throat> could walk on a podcast and say, "I'm want to play for the Cleveland Cavaliers tomorrow," and he wouldn't get fined for tampering. Okay. And I don't know if that's changed because Kobe done has done that. I saw in a documentary when when he went in there, he said, "I I, I want I want to go to Chicago." Yeah. And, it was, I, it, I know. It, and that was pretty close to happening too. So mm-hmm. they had to make know. a decision between him and Shaq. Yeah. 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 And let Shaq go. Shaq went and won a ring went and won a ring and then Kobe won a ring a couple years later. <clears throat> I think he, Kobe won two rings, didn't he? After yeah, that. he did. Oh yeah. He won two more without Shaq. Yeah. Who would you have taken? Who would you have taken? Kobe or Shaq? Who? <sighs> Chris. That's or... a good question. Oh, Chris and Jason. Who would you have taken? Chris Chris, you can go first. First. Kobe or Shaq? Kobe. <clears throat> All right, Kobe. I would have taken Kobe. How about Jason? Um, it depends on my team, because if I it. have the Miami Heat and I have a young Dwayne Wade, I'm keeping Shaq. Yeah, because 
Kobe's a lot of things, but at that point in time, I remember reading uh, Phil Jackson's book, and he talked about how much Kobe was a me, me, me guy early yeah. on when he was with playing with Shaq, and that, that his teammates didn't really like him because they would always be ball hogging, and like it took him a while until 2010 when he wins those two rings to really understand passing and understand how to be like a leader. So I if I had a team that was ready to win then and I didn't think they were going to be something long-term, I would have taken Shaq because yeah. it, Kobe <clears throat> did have some risk. Nice. It's true. It, it definitely depends on the team. I would have taken, I, I, I would have taken, uh, I would have taken Shaq. Shaq is by far the most dominant big man of all time. Like it's, it's, I feel like that's a definitely a easy take. I feel like him and Will are up there, those two. Yeah. And just yeah. think of those two played on the same team. That would be ridiculous. Sheesh. Oh. There's no stopping that team at all. And especially in the in the in the old you know, old basketball day old school basketball days, like nineties, mm-hmm. eighties, where the game was played through the center, there's no stopping that team. That team would just yeah. run through the league year after year after year. Well Jason would know a crazy since- scenario. Go ahead. Sorry, Jason would know since being a um, a loyal Philadelphia 76ers fan that Will Chamberlain back <laughs> that in Moses the day was a uh, was a beast with them. Did Are you talk about Moses drop... Malone? No, I meant Wilt. Didn't Wilt drop a hundred points? Oh with, yeah, you're uh, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right, you're right. Yeah, man. Yeah, Philly legend. Philly legend. Yep. <laughs> yeah, best player ever to play put on his Philadelphia 76ers jersey right there. I don't yep. want to hear anything about Doctor J. No. <laughs> Compared to Will. Compared okay, to Will. Okay, yeah. Compared. Yeah. But I, okay, so it would be like Wilt, Dr. J, then Charles Barkley, then AI. Well, Moses Malone. Moses Malone. Yeah, Moses Malone, yeah. It's got to be oh, up there. Also, I think he's higher than Charles. Guy too. Yeah, he yeah. might be. I think Moses MVP. Malone is higher than, than Charles Barkley. I thought Moses Malone Moses was Malone is guy. one of the most underrated players ever. Yep. So Daryl Moses, Doctor J. I believe Daryl Dawkins played first. Chocolate yeah. Thunder, yeah. R.I.P. Chocolate Thunder. Yeah, he used to just tear those rims down too. He was the guy that used to. He was like the Zion back then. He's big, yeah. real big. I mean, All power, no jump rank- shot. <laughs> Rankingly, I would put like I think I think that Sir Charles Charles Barkley would go above Daryl Dawkins in the Sixers in that yeah, like yeah, yeah. yeah, and then I put like AI. Because I think AI is special. Yeah. AI oh, is yeah. Special. AI definitely, like, he definitely uh, uh, brought out, like, the next generation of, uh, of basketball with the, with the hip hop and the street ball yeah. and everything. Oh. Suddenly. Okay. Excellent. Yeah. Was I was going to say, Jason, I'll stop Michael. talking about 76ers. Just come back. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. The, the greatest Sixers. I definitely like AI, though. Because all, all right. I can think about when I think AI is practice. You talk about practice, not a game, but practice. Yeah, that is great. <laughs> yeah, right, are you guys uh, talking about practice? We're talking about practice. <laughs> like it's practice. practice? <laughs> okay. What else? What else are we going to say? Okay. Let's, um... I was going to say, was, <laughs> we'll what do you guys? What do you guys think about the? Uh, do you guys think uh, moving on top with the uh, Pelicans? Do you think they have a chance this year to make the championship with Zion if he's healthy? I think they go deep no. in the playoffs. I would agree with where Chris is going. I don't see go a ahead, championship Chris. ready. I would. I think they go deep in the playoffs. I think that Zion special and the yes. and the, the the team they have over there that they have built, 
you know, in place and drop Zion in is special because, like, the pickup of CJ McCollum and BI, those are two highly <clears throat> touted offensive weapons that are mm. great. Um, and I think that they just they have an identity already. So I think that they are just they might be a piece away um, from being like NBA championship ready. But I feel like they're they're they can go deep in the playoffs. I think the right matchups. I think they look more like how I saw the Grizzlies last year. You know, like yeah. yeah, like how I saw the Grizzlies last year. Like if they get the right matchup, they could they could really upset some teams for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So long. Go ahead, Jay. Yeah, I agree with the length thing. I think a four or five seed is pretty much in order for them in the West. Um so much length, good three-point shooting. The one weakness of their team, which they did draft, they drafted a point guard named Dyson Daniels. They really yeah. need a guy who can pass the basketball. Uh, so that's, that's I think, their weakness right now. But we'll see what happens. They've got, yeah. got something good for the future. I think they're going to go as far as Zion will be healthy. I think that's it. Watching him last night, man, against the Lakers, he is an animal going inside that. You cannot, once yes. he's in that paint, it's over. Your only hope yep. is yeah. to keep him on the outside. And if, once he gets a jump shot, like once he gets a consistent sure. jump shot, which he everyone says that he can't shoot and all this stuff, he can shoot, but it's not consistent. He can. Once he gets yeah. that yeah. Inside, outside game, it's a wrap. You might as well just start handing yeah. him MVP awards. It's over. The mm-hmm. guy is unreal. And he's not selfish, like or uh, unselfish. Like mm-hmm. he will. When he's, when he's, I saw him last night. He could have taken Russell Westbrook to the hole, oh, abused him, but he kicked it out to the the, the three point and Good started passer. getting the his teammates involved. Man, mm-hmm. he's he's unreal. I just hope he stays healthy. He definitely feels like to me a modern version of Charles Barkley. Like if Charles yeah. Barkley, with all of his skill sets and his length, was born today, he would look like Zion. That that's that that I really because Zion people underrate his handle like he really can handle and get to the basket like he doesn't play like a traditional power forward and what you would expect him to play like so you know that's that's impressive he carries it up like when you watch his games you watch the game last Mm -hmm. night he's bringing the ball up like you don't have too many guys that size doing it and once he no you better stop him at the three point line because once he gets on inside it's a wrap. He's either going yeah. in doing his and his spin move. If you watch him, how he does it, he comes in, mm-hmm. boom, spin move on. You can go left or right, and he's left-handed. And as playing with like basketball, left-hand people, basketball players, they're rare, and it's tough sometimes to guard them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. crazy. Yeah, with the Zion, yeah. I, I really think that a lot of people underrate how how athletic Charles actually was for the make that yes. comparison because he was actually really athletic and he was skilled. Like he could handle the ball. And he towards, was he was more like skilled with the ball than Karl Malone, but Karl Malone's like the better post scorer. Yeah, because towards the end enough, of uh, you know? Barkley's career, he started getting that jump shot in uh, in Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Like he started yeah, getting that right. three point line. It was a good. Uh, yeah. He would do that jab step, and then he would hit that. He would hit. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost fifty pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. 
like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. That jump shot. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Didn't he have a mid-range game winner in Phoenix in the... Like Western Conference Finals or something like that. I think it was Phoenix against. Uh, I think it was either the Spurs or the Suns. He hit a three point. Sounds right. On them, yeah. One yeah. of the two teams in the Western Conference Finals, and then they played the yeah. Bulls, and mm-hmm. the uh, and that was a good series. Like they were probably the closest team to beating the Bulls out of the, out of all their uh, championships. I thought. Probably yeah. yeah either probably. them or the Jazz. Be yeah. Toss up between those two. The Jazz should have beat them the yeah, second jazz time. Team. They played them the first time. They should have beat them the second time. And basically the same team just with Rodman. So, yeah. But you had Michael Jordan. So <laughs> there's not much you could do when you have Michael there's, Jordan. There's there's the Bulls and then there's and and Michael Jordan. There's just the Jazz. Yeah. That was it. Just yeah. the Jazz. <clears throat> yeah, there's the Bulls and Michael Jordan. It's oh, absolutely true. Um, who are you playing tonight, Michael? Who are you playing? The Bulls and Michael Jordan. <laughs> It's just like, oh. <laughs> on your schedule, just like the Chicago Bulls, you're just in your mind, Michael Jordan. Just think, mm-hmm. I know it's off topic, but just think if you were like back in that day and you had to guard him, you're just going into your locker and be like, oh, do you know who you're guarding tonight? Oh, Michael Jordan. Just be like, oh, that's just great. He's going to drop, oh, no less than 30 on me tonight. That's great. And I better not say anything to him because he's going to drop, he's going to brick Wilkes Chamberlain on, or uh, his 100-point record on me. But that's okay. <laughs> Like, there's nothing you can do. Nothing. <laughs> no, it's nothing. true. Yeah. Ultimate bucket. Ultimate, yeah. Greatest shooting yeah. guard, I would say, of all time. Yes. Player of all time. Oh! You know, Jason? <laughs> or, uh, Chris? I was thinking about he you. He did it too! <laughs> I was thinking about you the other day. You guys? <laughs> Is, is that a Jordan bobblehead? That's is it a, a Jordan Funko Pop, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> what is a Funko Pop? A Funko Pop? It's one of those little things, the bobblehead thiggies. Yeah. Oh, okay. Don't worry, we'll get you a 76ers one. That'll be on the way, buddy. Oh, we'll thank you. you. I appreciate <laughs> one of, it. One of, one of Harden, but we'll get Chunky yeah. Harden. Yeah. Oh, fuck off. But we'll get, <laughs> but we'll get the Ooh. special edition. Though. I gotta hide that from my girlfriend, though. <laughs> get, the, get the Funko Pop. Um, we should probably somebody, uh, transition uh, to to uh, today NBA. All right. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm looking at Darren's jersey. It says a Celtics, so I think that's the better team to go for right now. So I, I that also should. leads into the Cavs. I think I we don't... should talk about the yeah, We talked about the Lakers. Oh. We talked about the Sixers. Yes. It's time to talk about the Celtics. Yes. I'm just going to so... say, ever since, ever since that coach has left, <laughs> our team has gone down the crapper, buddy. Right yes. Right here first. And now, we told no, just, you they would. I'm just going to let it go. I'm just going to be like Jason with the same. I'm just going to let it go. Our team, Jason Tatum, needs to step it up. I can no longer sit here and take it and saying that he's the next great player. He needs to start stepping it up and dropping 30 and 15. That's it. Yeah. I'm tired of this. Marcus Smart, stop dyeing your hair green. Go back to normal and start playing some goddamn basketball. Find a coach, Chad Stevens. 
because I'm getting sick of wearing this jersey and being humiliated by the Cavs. All right. <laughs> Let's go. We play one and go. We play one and go. Feel better. Back Feel better. to back. That's true, Harry. That 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 felt better, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. let's like like the Cavs are good. Okay, they're good. They got like some young talent. They got Kevin Love, and but come on, the Boston Celtics—they almost they should have been. I can't even talk about this. This is going to make me. I'm going to break it's my the computer. coaching though. All right, it's the All coaching. Right. It's okay. So look how I see it. It's the coaching. It's. Ime Udoka was the best thing that ever happened to that Celtics team. And the fact that he got suspended for a year and is truly about to be, you know, we'll talk about this later, is about to be hired by the Nets. He made that team what it was. He got Jason Tatum to play defense. Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum were already set up in different ways. Like we talked about this before. I think that Jason pointed this out to me. Was that they have he instead of them because they're both wing you know wing scorers wing players they got he got them like starting at different spots so they don't really run into each other anymore and like they spaced them out more so they have they have their own areas to work from that that's like a basketball mind that it takes a basketball mind to do something like that and they're trying to work with what they had last year with a coach that don't really understand I mean like it's just a coaching battle they lost a coaching battle this was a close game like you uh, you have no reason I think to be you know I don't think you should feel you know, worried about the Celtics, except for like, unless it's like a good coach versus them. Otherwise, talent wise, they have it. Like, you know what I mean? It's a close game. It's just that they just lost the coaching battle. If they had a better coach, they could have won that game. All right, uh, Chris. And also, Jalen Brown is the better t- is the better player on that team. I'm gonna say it. What? Well, I'm just I'm looking at Jason Tatum's uh, <laughs> numbers right now. He's averaging 30 oh. points a game, yeah, eight rebounds and three assists. That's and better than and they're Jaylen still Brown. losing to the Cavs, which I don't know how. Hey. <laughs> I'm about to tell you how. Oh boy! All right, I don't do this type of thing very often, and I, I, I this is not bias coming out because last year I didn't think they were going to be a good team. The year before that, when we talked about basketball, I thought they were going to suck and have the earn a top five pick as they should. So it's not coming from bias here. This team oh, nice. reminds <laughs> this team reminds me of the Memphis Grizzlies from last year. I'm gonna tell you why. Mm. So, you know the roster. First things first, they got uh, Donovan Mitchell, they got Darius Garland, they got Karis LeVert, Evan Mobley, and Jared Allen. Mm-hmm. Darius Garland was an all-star last year. Darius Garland is a really great perimeter shot creator for himself, a really solid guard, really good passer, high basketball IQ guy. Yeah. Okay, so we go from there and we go to the two-guard position. Now, Donovan Mitchell is making the case to be the best two-guard in the NBA right now. Him and Devin Booker have been fighting for that spot for a while, but it's been Devin Booker because even though Donovan Mitchell is a better passer, Donovan Mitchell has been an egregiously bad defender in Utah. It was terrible. And at least Devin Booker was a solid defender. Suddenly, Donovan Mitchell just became a great defender. I don't know where it came from, but he is always low in his stance. He is always moving his feet. He is bringing an intensity to the defensive side of the floor. I mean, an example of it is Jason Tatum had a three-on-two fast break. He's coming up the right side of the floor. And most NBA players, when they get in that situation, they're going to slap him on the wrist or slap him on their arm and get the foul and get the 
the whole clock reset. Donovan Mitchell got into a stance with Jason Tatum coming full speed and guarded him and shifted his feet so well that Jason Tatum ended up on the baseline underneath the basket and he couldn't do anything other than pass the ball. That doesn't happen unless somebody's a good defender. It's it's some sort of magical jump that another player on that team did, and it's Karis LeVert. Karis LeVert, if we did two years ago, he'd be on the top 10 list of the worst defenders at the guard and small forward position in the NBA. I mean, it looked like a walking door. And then he magically turned into, like, Andrew Wiggins this year. Like, he really, like, he's low in his defensive stance. Like, he's really, really geared in. He was always a good athlete, but he never tried on defense before. Like, it's a similar situation to Andrew Andrew Wiggins because Andrew Wiggins was a terrible defender in Minnesota. Absolutely egregious. But he always had the athletic guess to do it. He gets to Golden State, and they're like, you're not getting on the floor unless you defend. Evan Mobley's like Jaron Jackson Jr. He's a 6'11 freak. He can guard multiple positions. He's really fluid. He's extremely gifted. And they got Jared Allen inside, who's a really great center. And the reason why I am so impressed with J.B. Bickerstaff and the Cavs is because they don't foul. These guys don't foul. It's so impressive. Like, I watched Jared Allen and Jason Tatum's yelling at the refs refs, because in situations he would usually get calls, but Jared Allen is great at just being positional but never really fouling. And, like, everybody, like you, even Karis LeVert. Karis LeVert's picking up Jason Tatum after he crosses half court. But you would, I would think, okay, Jason Tatum's going to draw a lot of fouls because he's a veteran. He has skill. Yeah. He understands how to jump into somebody's body. I didn't see any baiting. I didn't see anything like that. Like, J.B. Bickerstaff is a world-class defensive coach. He has these young guys learning the details and being committed to the defensive end. And on the offensive end, they're making Donovan Mitchell and Darius Gergeland work together, which is the main point because those two are the superstars of the offense, the main conductors. And I'm telling you, the defensive rating of the Cleveland Cavaliers this year is the number two defensive rating in the NBA right now. It's no joke. It's number two behind the Milwaukee Bucks. Like, this is a legitimate defense. They can score. And this team's going to score average. This team's going to win 50 games. They might not do as well in the playoffs as they do in the regular season, but they have chemistry, they have defense, they have identity, and they have superstars. And Donovan Mitchell is the best two-guard in the league. So that's the way I feel about the Cavs. Boom, 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 boom. Don DeMarco, DeMarco, DeMarco. Well, Jason, we now know who your second favorite team is above the 76ers. Okay. I mean, I am from Cleveland. <laughs> yeah, no, and I agree with you. I'm a Boston fan, but with what you said, they are definitely going to be winning uh, 50 games. They are, like I hate to say it, but they are the up-and-coming uh, team in the NBA. If they can find some uh, – once Kevin Love's out of there, I'd like to see them try and get like more of a versatile like uh, power forward uh, mm. center. And then uh, – Be interesting, yeah. Just like they said, maybe a Miles Turner would be a great fit in uh, Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Maybe like a bigger a guy like that, but also Kevin Love also is the he's still got that perimeter of three. He's still a threat. Yeah. So mm-hmm. sure, yeah. He's got a lot uh, of veterans on the bench. I I, I I don't know. Oh, and with Jalen Brown, Chris, you were saying he was averaging um <laughs> nineteen points last uh, last season. He's Can averaging you just take it back. Huh? <laughs> I'm telling him to take it back. <laughs> How he said he's better season? than Jason Tatum. 
Yeah, yeah, take that back. No, he's he's having a great <laughs> season, but he uh, he had 19 points last season. He's averaging 26 right now. Ah, okay. So he's Just up there. Tatum's at third, and they still lost to the Cavs, which still doesn't make it any good right now. <laughs> but but hey, everything listen, Jason everybody's said, gonna lose to the Cavs. Everything Jason said, man, he's basically he's right. The Cavs are. It looks like they are going to win the 50 games. I think. And yeah. if they make the playoffs, which they probably will with winning the 50 games, they are going to be a problem in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Hide at the rim. Yes. Big time. Yeah. You know, I I do want to say, though, that I think for the Boston Celtics, you can't ignore the fact that you don't have Robert Williams, right? Because Robert Williams does all the little things defensively. He's a phenomenal sure. shot blocker yeah. at the rim. He's not on the. I don't know how long he's going to be out for, but it's his knees, I don't man. feel like you they can need, accurately they, they, judge them. They need to get him some new knees. Go to like NASA or something like that, and go get him some new knees or something. Get him to some help. Man, he was playing awesome last playoffs. Yeah, like yeah, he was unreal, and he was hurting. Yes. Yeah, so, I agree. I it was impressive. I don't know what the Celtics have to do. They need to. Um, I think what happened with that like, coach really just. Mess their whole season up, man. Just chemistry rise, everything. So even if they do bring in a coach, mm-hmm. they might, they will make the playoffs. But as far as like possibly winning a championship, I don't know. They're gonna have to do something on the off season. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because they just look lost out there. Like they're, they're playing, look like they're playing good basketball, but it just looks like coaching wise, they're just like, I don't know. Yeah, what do we do? We're just running the same, trying to trying to remember the plays that Ime Udoka told us so that we can run him on the floor. It sort of it sort of reminds is... me of the next team that we might be possibly talking about. Uh, yeah, the Nets. the Nets. Yeah, the Nets. With what's going on? What do you with think Nets? about the Nets? It's like another. It's like a. It's like a soap opera, dude. It's like Days of Our Lives every day. <laughs> it's something on the court. It's crazy, dude. It's just yeah. Nash got fired. And honestly, in all honesty, I'm I understand coaches get fired, but some of these players on the net should have been traded before he got fired. I think. Cause um Durant in the offseason, Durant basically called him out and said, Oh, I don't want to be with you. If you were gonna fire him, fire him then. I agree they should have yeah. fired him then. They shouldn't have just yeah, yeah they definitely should have five or six, seven games into the season. Yeah. And then yeah. and then Ben Simmons now, and now he's got uh, injury problems. He's not playing, so it's just like, I would just yeah. scrap the whole project, man, and just start over. New coach, yeah. new players, everything. Might as well. Yeah. It seems like a failed experiment, and I definitely get what you're coming from, like when Durant, you know, and Kyrie was like, requested trades and stuff like that, and then Kyrie ended up signing, and then Durant's still holding out, and he t- goes to the press conference and say. You know, if you don't fire the GM and Steve, I mean, no, it's Sean Marks and mm-hmm. Steve Nash, and I'm not coming back. And then you get him to come back, and then that kind of messes up morality. You know what I mean? Because you're playing for a coach that you clearly don't respect, because you respect him in the media on national TV. And then, like, you know, you have this feeling that you probably, you know, that he's not a good coach and that you want him out of there. Then he eventually gets fired, but you fire him late into the season. I mean, not late into the season, but like after like the first seven games, six or seven mm-hmm. games. But at that moment, if you really, if this was what you were going to do from the beginning, and you didn't quite believe in him at that point, and you were just like, we're just gonna just see if True. anything improves. Yeah. You should have fired him then. Yeah, if like, you yeah. have any skeptic, if you were skeptical at any moment, you should just fired him. 
like what what changed from that time from the beginning of the sure. season to now like what changed in yeah. between that time Nothing. like it's nash can't help uh that ben simmons like just doesn't want to play basketball anymore like he can't help that yeah like it's just <laughs> tough durant is durant and, and kyrie irving are gonna like are dropping like massive points with big minutes that's not yeah. gonna, they're not gonna be able to do that the whole season yeah so Harry's begging Ben to shoot the ball and Ben's not shooting. He's still passing the ball. He's still passing up open layups. Yeah, yeah man. The trend I, continues. I just don't yeah. understand that they, like we, we talked about this last podcast, but it's just like I think they, like it's just just the whole thing. It's just it's hard. It's it's like watching a train wreck watching the Nets right now. Mm-hmm. You don't know what's gonna happen week by week. Yeah. So. Yeah. <clears throat> they're just dipped in controversy go ahead jay yeah so you know i'm just first things first i would just like to be just happy in the moment because i've been asking and yelling and feeling so sad and hating steve nash as a head coach for so long on this podcast um example 1a if you just want to use one simple example is asking Patty Mills to guard Jalen Brown for every single game of the NBA playoffs because that is just so smart to put a six foot foot guy that's thirty three on Jalen Brown who's six foot seven made a lot of sense and uh, you know just stupid things like that that he just does on a regular basis like you know this team needing defense and three point shooting right now and they have Marquise Morris on the bench who's getting nine minutes a game nine minutes a game. <laughs> uh, like it's just uh, what about don't even what get about, me started but what about no i'm glad yeah, to go ahead so, sorry jason sorry i'm just what about, like we're no, not forgetting good. about james harden ben simmons and or what is it james harden kyrie irving and kevin durant last season before he got traded like steve nash had these players also so sorry uh, yeah sorry, jason. <laughs> it's true he did he did have those players and it, it was just it's just, he's always been a terrible coach. Like he, he, he's just, I, I just, I could go on for hours about how bad of, I think he's the worst coach. He was the worst coach in the NBA, like literally 32 worst 30. I, it's just terrible. Egregious. So I'm glad that they fired him. An example that I want to give for this too, is that I really think with Ime, this is still the best roster in the NBA with Ime. This team can win an NBA championship. It's just they've got to figure out the the team dynamics. But one advantage that I think Ime has that's very unique is Ime is not going to walk into that locker room with a bunch of confidence and, you know, reputation that's positive as well. It's kind of like a group of all people that have negative things going on in their season. Kevin Durant requested a trade. Kyrie Irving's got all this stuff. Emo Odoka walks into that um, room and we has a similar issues. They can kind of, the potential of them bonding from that and developing like us against the world mentality. I could see that happening because they all kind of have had similar things that have gone really wrong this year. Um, mm-hmm. So I could see that happening, and I really love Ime Odoko. I think he's a top five NBA head coach, and schematically they're going to do so much better defensively and offensively. I think they can reach their NBA championship potential with Ime. And a simple example I want to give of that is in 2009 with the Dallas Mavericks against the San Antonio Spurs, the Dallas Mavericks had Avery Johnson as their head coach. And they basically asked, 
they played Jason Kidd the most minutes in the series, more minutes than Dirk Nowitzki. They were playing against the Spurs, who had Manu Ginobili, Tony Parker, and a young athletic George Hill. And he asked that a 34-year-old Jason Kidd to guard those three all game, and they got beat 5-1. The one game they put Deshaun Stevenson in, who was a 3-and-D two-guard to guard them, they won that one game. He gets fired. You bring in Rick Carlisle, and then Rick Carlisle doesn't put Jason Kidd as many minutes, and he uses Deshaun Stevenson, and you get that great coach, and then they win a ring a few years later. A great coach can completely flip a good team that's just missing a guy that can put people in the right places. Because this team mm-hmm. has a lot of potential. They're long. Claxon 6'11", Katie's 6'10". You've got Ben Simmons, who's 6'10". You got Morris, Markif Morris, who's 6'8". Like, if they use those guys and they become a long defensive team, and then you you put Ben Simmons and you push it in transition, and you let, allow him to develop confidence, and you put him, all these guys in the right positions, this team can win an NBA championship, genuinely. And, you know, Ime Udoka is beyond qualified to make this work. And, you know, I this and the... The top dog in the league, the Golden State Warriors, look like they're tiring out a little bit. They Draymond Green looks a little slower. They just look a little tired from last year. Kavon Looney, they just look like they've been to so many finals runs that they've lost a little bit of the edge. So I don't feel like there's a top dog that's just absolutely unbeatable in the NBA right now. So the Nets can get it done. And uh, it's going to be in, it's going to be primetime TV to watch because it's going to the drama will never stop in Brooklyn. The question is, will the owners, like, when will the owners say uh, enough with the drama? We're just going to get rid of you guys. It's going to come to that point, mm. I think. I think there's going to be something done here um, if it hasn't already before we had the podcast with Kyrie Irving, but I think there might be, like, a trade down the road. I personally think that the owners with Kyrie Irving are just, I think they're done with him. He's just having an amazing season, though. He's playing great so yeah. far. So yeah, but uh, like, we'll see. Hopefully, they can put it together. Nobody likes to see you know Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving's talent get wasted in the end of the career like this. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just want to say that. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. I was just, I was just uh, agreeing. Oh, I was gonna say like when uh, Jason mentions the team dynamic, he means Ben Simmons. Hey, you know how much I hate Ben Simmons. <laughs> Needs Ben Simmons, and I, I don't know if you could ever. I mean, like, I, I respect Ime, and I think that he's you know, yes. great coach, qualified coach, overly qualified coach, and I believe that he could do something with this team. But I feel like Ben Simmons is just that one player that will drag him down. I don't feel like there's any fixing him because I, I just don't see it. How okay, question guys, how long has he been in the league? Hold on, Ben, ben Simmons, Simmons? Hold on. I'm gonna go check yeah. here. I'll check the basketball reference and let me see. How many Please years? check the basketball reference. Yes, let's check the basketball. I guess that reference. he's twenty-five. Twenty-five, okay. I personally think they should just cut him and just get rid of him. If uh, I was coach, that would be my first thing. He Immediately, is. he would be in China. Uh, I don't even think China, uh, China would, would him. revoke him and, t- and send him back. <laughs> they can shoot in China. <laughs> uh, no, that's true. He's played four. He's played one, two. This will be his fifth season. His fifth season. He's been in the How league for five he? years. Uh, 26. And he's averaging, his career average is 
uh, eight rebounds mm-hmm. and seven assists this season in six games, six mm-hmm. points, uh, six rebounds, seven assists. Yeah, and that's okay. without a jump so shot. With... Just think if he had one. Yeah, oh my goodness. that's what I'm getting at. He's been in the league for five years, for five, um, like five years, maybe maybe six, right? And still no jump shot. Still refuses to take a three point shot. You know what I mean? And now mm. he's even. Now we don't even know if he has the mental fortitude to be on the basketball court anymore because he refuses to even make those tough decisions. He don't yeah. want to get fouled. That that's a mental thing. So he's like, he does everything not to get fouled. And then that lead that doesn't lead to good basketball. Like, yeah, you're making pretty decent passes and you're playing decent defense. Okay. But you're not scoring. You're not adding to the scoring load. You're not even putting pressure. Like nobody's scared of you on this basketball court because they know that if they whisper in your ear that you suck, you're gonna go cry in the corner. It's just like, you know, I don't mm-hmm. like yeah. I don't know what to do. I feel like I feel like when I when I say that I feel like basketball, right, is a mental sport. And I feel like once your mental is not where it's supposed to be at, you're not able to perform at the level. Now, I'm not going to continue to bash Ben Simmons because I feel like there might be something mentally, you know, like he might have some form of like depression or something like that. And that's preventing him from playing basketball because of everything. Because, you know, people are constantly in his ear telling him that he's not good enough. He, the team can't win with him and all this other stuff. That might have actually weighed down on him, like being serious. And I think that he just doesn't have the mental fortitude to play the game of basketball anymore. I feel like at this point, this is going to be like – I think he should just. I think. I think Jaren's right. I think they should cut him. I think. I don't think he has the mental fortitude at this point to play basketball anymore. Yeah, I think they should cut him. They need to cut him. They need to trade Kyrie, and they need to bring in a decent head coach, whether it's the one from Boston, and start uh, building something around KD. Because just like uh, LeBron James, uh, KD only has a, uh, a certain uh, time here that he's going to be playing sure. like that down the road. Like he even yeah. come back from an Achilles injury, and he's still like getting back into it. So. Those those years are uh, are precious for the Brooklyn Nets. So we'll see what yeah, happens. I with would, them. I would wait forty games. I'm gonna. I would give him forty games to see if he improves. Maybe it's just he didn't. You know, needed to build up his confidence. And forty games in, he looks like what he looked like in the Seventy Sixers, where it was like fifteen. You know, eight and eight, and he was a great defender, and he had his weaknesses, but he was still a great defender, and he could still attack the basket. Because even though Ben Simmons is easy to hate, like whenever you, if you ever watched a game without Joel Embiid on the floor, Ben Simmons looked like that guy in transition. He did. Ben Simmons looked like that guy at attacking the basket and passing it out to his shooters. And if I can get that out of him on this team. I, all I got is shooters. All I got is I I need somebody to pass. I don't need him to score. If he scores ten points, I don't care. You know what I mean? I don't. I got KD and Kyrie. I got plenty of buckets, right? I just need a guy that can defend, pass, and attack the basket. If I could get that version of him, I'll be happy. So I I I would take the chance to develop him mentally, and um, you know I think Ime. He's a heck of a coach, man, you know, and he's he's from Greg Popovich. Greg Popovich is a great mental, you know, teacher, and, like, he, he has a great lineage of being around great players and great coaches. So I think he has a shot of really curing Ben Simmons. I, I think he does. Well, if he can't cure can him, he teach confidence. Uh, I don't know, man. He's, he's really – if he doesn't come back and play by um, – I'm giving him to at least the um, – uh, trade deadline. If he doesn't do anything by then, I say they just cut him. And but he will be in back in the NBA. 
not with that type of uh, um, how much he's getting paid. So he'll be getting like five, yeah. four, even mm-hmm. if he comes back, the minimum. He'll be doing the DeMarcus Cousins. That's what I think yeah. is going to happen. Hey, Chris, you said, can yeah. you teach confidence? Can you teach confidence? Yeah. Have you ever walked up ever to ask a girl out on a date? No. Yeah. Okay, so the first time you do it, you're scared out of your mind, right? Mm-hmm. And after you do it for the first time, you're okay. At least I was nervous out of my mind the first time I walked up to a girl and asked her out. And it, then the as age. you do it more and more and more, you become more confident yeah. with it. It's the same thing with everything else in life. The more you practice stuff, the more you become confident. Well, so you can the- teach confidence. He just has to get reps at being Ben Simmons and become more confident. Well, you're going to be confident either way because if you ask her friend out, if you ask her out, she says no. Her friend next to her is going to be next to her. She'll say yes. So it's a win-win. So it's not really building confidence. It's just math. Just be around as many girls. You're going to be able to pick one out. Right? So if you got like, if there's, that, shooter. if there's that one girl and there's like five girls around that one girl and you ask her, you can, there's going to be a bunch. One of them's going to ask for you. All right. No, so she'll take you home. No, no, no. <laughs> oh man! Oh my god! Oh, oh man! Sorry, that's was... what we do in Canada. I don't know what we do there in the states, but if we can find, we'll we'll do whatever. All right, animals, uh... anything. Sorry, that, I might. That's me. We need to change the subject. This, and edit right, this out. Wait, 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 <laughs> okay, the animals are not real. No. We don't do that kind of stuff. <sighs> As, yeah, we yeah, it's, it's, it's okay. Oh, you <laughs> got me with that here. one. Yeah. Well, at least you can end that one That's just being out. a volume shooter, though. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, <laughs> might have to. It's a good outro right there. That's a good, <laughs> that's a good outro. Yeah, just the well, animals. You too. shouldn't have brought. You shouldn't have brought the dating in. You were like, we're <laughs> 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 just went. We just went. They went to a love channel.